Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified attorneys, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and as well as education. This week, we bring you a solo episode by yours truly, where I am going to be talking about the three-year anniversary of becoming a program director, as well as tips and tricks that I've used over the past three years to really help guide and lead the next set of physicians out into the world to be able to take care of uh, you guys, right? Your family, your loved ones. And with the 1st of July on its way, which again, for most people is a you know very innocuous date, but for many, especially in the healthcare world, you understand that this is usually the first day of interns. And so we're going to be talking about you know, what, what I've seen over my past three years, what I have uh, been able to kind of witness, especially seeing interns come in as, you know, freshly faced, you know, newly graduated medical students and leaving as accomplished and confident attendings, right? It's definitely excited to see. So uh, this episode is really going to be about kind of a recap of, you know, my past three years as a program director and, you know, what I look forward to, you know, moving forward in the future. And like always, remember to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, share to 10 friends, not just one, share to 10 friends and let them know uh, they, sh- they should be listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. At the store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, coffee mugs, even wristbands, and more. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your next purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. That's EMPOWER10, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-10. Just go to shop.drbarrypr.com to pick up your purchase and get 10% off today. And remember, 50% of your purchases will be donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, a nonprofit organization for high school students. All right, welcome to another episode with yours truly, Solo, Dr. Bayer here, and today is July 1st, and you might be surprised, especially my uh, long-term listeners wondering, why is this episode coming out on Wednesday when you usually come out on Monday? And the reason why I wanted to do so is I wanted this episode to drop at the same time uh, resident physicians across the country were invading hospitals, starting... uh, a path towards a medical career that's going to be a long and amazing and happy. And I wanted to kind of commemorate their accomplishments of getting to where they're at today across the country. I can tell you, that being said, at our program, we start our residents a little bit early. So my residents actually started last week. Uh, They did some orientation and they got right into uh, their rotations. But uh, symbolically across the country, July 1st is that day that interns start, new physicians start across the country in their respective fields, whether they're OB-GYN, general surgeon, uh, pediatrics, family medicine, maternal medicine, wherever specialty they're in, they're starting and they're prospering and they're doing well. And it's one of the more special moments for me as a program director because it, it symbolizes a couple of things. One, it symbolizes the 
the moving on of our senior residents and it symbolizes the beginning of our future uh, senior residents class, people who are going to be kind of leading the charge in the short time span, because at least in internal medicine, it's three years. So three years happens like that. And, and I want to talk about how three years happens like that, because this is me going into my fourth year as a program director. And it was such an emotional moment for me um, as I got to give the commencement speech for our graduating senior residents who are moving on and doing amazing things. Um, I got one uh, resident who's going to be practicing at Duke, another at University of Cincinnati, another is going to be joining a hospitals group, another joining outpatient. Like, so just an amazing uh, thing to see. And what I love about it, right, what I love about, you know, being graduation, right, because unfortunately they only get to experience it once, right? Like they get to experience, you know, moving on one time as a resident to attending, right? But I get to experience it every single year. But this year was very important for me, right? Because this was a year that the interns that I came in with, right? The, the resident interns who I started with as I was a, an intern per se in the program director world, um, I got to see them grow and prosper and, you know, be this amazing, competent uh, senior uh, resident physicians and eventually uh, attendings out into the world, right? So this is such a special moment for me that I wanted to make sure I kind of look back and really, you know, one, thank all of my residents, right? And I'm going to shout them out by name, right? Because I want to make sure that um, they're aware, right? That, you know, they, they were a special part of me, especially in my uh, career aspirations in graduate medical education and, you know, getting to what I, I call the quote unquote promised land of uh, being the program director, right? So again, obviously it was a lifelong goal, not a lifelong goal, but it was definitely a goal of mine um, once I got into medical school and I realized that teaching and, you know, being the teacher and being able to kind of, you know, serve as that gateway for people to get to the next level was such an important and uh, inspiring position to be in that I knew program director was something I was going to have to check off my list, uh, you know, when it was all said and done. Uh, so again, I want to shout out uh, to my residents. Like I said, I'm going to put their name in the, sh the show notes just to make sure uh, they get their, you know, their due praise and it lasts it makes it forever. As long as, as, long as the, the podcast is around, they'll see, um, you know, that I dedicate this episode uh, to them. Uh, because again, it's been such an amazing journey. Uh, again, a lot of, lots of, lots of ups, some downs, right? But that's the most important thing, right? That there's much more ups and downs and seeing them grow and also seeing myself grow as a program director was uh, such, it's such an enriching moment. Like I said, I, was, I said at my commencement speech, I was having one of my exit interviews with my residents and he talked about, and we, we were talking to him about how we've seen so much growth as an intern to now. And he was like, oh, well, Doc, I see, and uh, I see a lot of growth in you, right? And a lot of times when you're in the middle of the growth process, right, and when you're actively growing and working on yourself, right, you don't even realize it until someone on the outside is able to look and, you know, kind of point that out. So it was definitely a very touching moment 
um, for him to kind of point out that uh, not only has he grown and he accepted the fact that he's grown and he's matured and he's got crazy smart and crazy more responsible and all these things that's going to prepare him to be an amazing clinician out there in the real world. Uh, but he noticed the, the growth uh, that, that has been apparent amongst us as, as, as we are in our, you know, our young careers, right? And I say us because um, when I first started as program director, um, I started with a brand new crew of uh, resident, I'm sorry, attending physicians who were um, dabbling in GME, but not necessarily fully in it. And we were kind of thrust into these positions uh, that we were kind of learning on the fly. And we've been learning on the fly over these past three years. And just to kind of see the fact that, you know, our hard work really pays off and to see, you know, someone that, uh, you know, we, we see as some, a group uh, that we really cherish uh, kind of grow and prosper. It was definitely a, an amazing thing for us. So again, uh, again, shout out to, you know, that class at Wellington uh, for doing such an amazing job. You know, like I said, they're crazy smart. They're going to do amazing things. And, and and that's why I love looking back, right? Like I said, I didn't, and sometimes you don't even realize it. Like the only re, one, the reason I literally remembered because, you know, if for those who are on LinkedIn, you know, uh, every now and then you'll start getting messages from uh, you know, some of the people you follow, like, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. And I had no clue which anniversary they were thanking me for because I just get the, I always get these random anniversaries. So I had no clue what they were actually thanking me for. So it was great to see that like, oh, wow, it has been, you know, three years uh, since I became a program director. Um, since I, I kind of checked off one of my, you know, my career goals uh, that I had as a, and again, just to let you guys know, I, I thought, that I was going to be a program director when I was like a, a either a second or third year medical student. Like at a medical student, I realized like, oh, I got to one day be a program director. Mind you, I hadn't even been accepted to a residency. I hadn't even really chose which specialty I was going to be in, but I just knew I was going to be a program director when it was all uh, said and done. So definitely uh, a proud moment. Like I said, I, I got the got the congratulations. Thank you. And happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And I saw that. And I said, oh, wow, it has been three years. And I was able to kind of look back. So that's why I wanted to make sure that I focus uh, this episode on really just kind of uh, looking back and, and one, giving a shout out, right, to, to those who helped me uh, along the way. Right, um, and help me kind of gravi gravitate uh, to the position I'm in. Right, I always always talk about one person. I've said this before on the podcast, um, uh, Sonia. Right, Dr. Sonia, um, who is a former class, I guess a classmate, my former classmate. Like I guess I'm not in class. Um, who recommended the position for me? Right, she 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 always knew I was kind of in in the know and always liked that aspect of just education. And when the position opened up, she figured like, hey, you know what? I know a person who would be right for it. And mind you, I was not not even three years out, a little bit over three years out of residency myself. And here I was applying to be a program director. Like um, I, I figured I was going to have to kind of go through some of the aches and pains and, you know, be like a, you know, a, you know, kind of just on staff somewhere and then kind of move my way up. Uh, but here I was at, uh, applying for the top job right off the bat. And I remember emailing um, my, uh, my mentor, Dr. Robert Hasty, And I was like, hey, Dr. Hasty, like I'm applying to be a program director. 
uh, do you think I could do it? And he was like, of course, right? And again, that was all of the motivation I needed to go ahead and just go for it. And uh, obviously, you know, the rest is history. I killed that interview because I do very well when I do interviews. Um, no, you know, no need to brag, right? But I killed the interview, right? And here I am three plus years later, and I'm going into my fourth year just as energized, just as excited, just as happy uh, as I was three years ago. And again, that's such an amazing feeling, especially in this day and age where physician burnout and, you know, physician satisfaction, um, you know, isn't as high as you want it to be, right? Especially the satisfaction portion, right? But burnout is super high, right? And that's where we don't want it to be. So, you know, just to know that I'm just as happy in the position I am in now, right, than I was three plus years ago was, was definitely a great move, right? So again, as as I look forward, as I look forward to another year, I, I want to say, hey, you know what? Let me give, I guess, some, uh, you know, words of wisdom uh, that I've been able to kind of, you know, abs- uh, you know, absorb as as I've gone along this journey, right? So I, I want to start really speaking to my intern right now, right? So right now I'm just speaking to the intern class, right? Because I want to, because you guys are starting out, you're fresh, you're hungry, but you're also scared. And I can tell you, uh, regardless of where you're at across the country, you have a team of uh, resident physicians, attending physicians, administration, uh, who is there for you. And I think a lot of times our fear is that we think that we're the only ones, right, who have to deal with this stress. We're the only ones who have to take care of these patients and we don't have no help or support. And sometimes even though we have help and support, we don't think the help and support is enough. But I can tell you the help and, help and support is there. You just have to take advantage of it. And I want you to take advantage of it because this is, this is what you've been working hard for, right? Like you are able to be a physician, right? You are, you are competent enough to be a physician. Don't second guess yourself now, now that you get into the driver's seat. We're, again, we got people in the back seat. We got people in the passenger seat. We got people directing uh, the traffic. We're going to help you get to your destination, which is graduating, right? We just want you to understand that like you are driving uh, this car, right? And, and it's up to you uh, to know that you have help all around you, right? So don't fear this, right? Especially like, I, again, I'm on social media, right? And I'm seeing all these people posting the same stuff they post every single year. Oh my God, it's July 1st, stay away from the hospital. First of all, um, uh, you can go to the hospital, right? That's not necessarily the issue or concern, right? Because you got senior residents who uh, understand that like, hey, this is a fresh new physician. I need to watch uh, after your issues more. If anything, right? If I had to Again, if I had to say a time to probably avoid the hospital, right, it's probably the month before, right? Because a month or two before, the seniors have kind of like, you know, they've kind of taken the day off, right? I hate to say it, but that's what they did. Again, my senior residents did the same thing. They kind of, they kind of cruise control towards the, the last, that last quarter, right? So it's when the seniors take cruise control that you should be worried about. Don't worry about when the seniors are like in full drive, right? And that's, that's typically happens in July and August, right? Because they know like, oh my God. I got a new fresh intern who was just a medical student like two months ago, and I need to make sure that they don't do anything uh, crazy under my watch, right? So that's so when I see those posts about July first being the scariest time, I say, yeah, I don't pay that no mind uh, because I think that's when everyone's on red alert to make sure nothing happens, right? So don't pay that any mind. Remember, uh, fear is okay, right? You just have to know where you need to get your help at, right? That's going to be the, the main thing, regardless of where you're at, um, what program you went to. Remember, 
there's not a program in this world that's not going to teach you the medical knowledge, right? But you just have to have tips that you need to have, right, is the work ethic, right? You got to have the want to to get it, right, to want to learn, right, and understand that you aren't taking care of, you know, some fictitious patient that you're reading in a book. You're taking care of someone's grandma, someone's grandpa, someone's mom, someone's dad, someone's brother, someone's sister, right? You're taking care of a human being and you just have to take that ownership. And when we talk to a lot of our interns, especially in our classes, um, when we talk to the interns, a lot of it is, are you taking the ownership uh, required of you? Like understanding that this is your patient. This isn't your senior's patient. This isn't your attending patient. This is your patient, right? So that's, that's what I tell you, right? Like that's, so that's why I want to kind of give, that's my word of wisdom for my interns that are getting ready to uh, attack the world, right? You know, uh, understand that, you know, we are here for you. The help is there. We can't, we can't. Um, build up work ethic, right? But we can make sure that support is there so that when you when your work ethic matches, your, your medical knowledge will get there. What I will say to my, my upperclassmen, right? And especially depending on how long your program is, one of the things that, and let's, I'll just say upperclassmen other than the last designated year senior. So if you're upperclassmen, the things that we typically look for is how well of a leader you are, right? Because now, you have the responsibility not only for yourself, not only for your patient, but you typically have the responsibility for a class that's under you. And you're judged on the medical knowledge that is there. We expect it to be there because you, be, you wouldn't be graduating to the next level likely if it wasn't, right? But we are going to judge you on how well are you deemed a team leader amongst your class, right? How well do, if you have medical students around, um, how comfortable are medical students coming to you? How comfortable are your, your underclassmen, uh, uh, whether it's a PGY1, whatever that underclassmen indicates, how comfortable are they are coming to you for assistance and help, right? Like that's really uh, the, the goal at hand when you become a senior resident. Because again, the medical knowledge should be there. It's going to be there. It's, yes, is it going to be, it's not going to be as strong as your, your designated senior above you, whoever that is, right? But it should be enough where that the person under you feels comfortable asking you questions and, and taking that, that level of ownership that, again, not only am I going to take care of my patients, but I'm also going to make sure I take care of my interns' patients. I'm going to also make sure I direct the medical students to where they need to be. I'm going to do all of these things uh, to make sure that our team uh, has a successful outcome. Because again, it's not about you. When you're an intern, I give you the, the, the benefit of the doubt that yes, it is about you and your patient, right? So just focus on those two aspects and you do okay. When you're a senior resident, it is about the team. It is about yourself. It's about your underclassmen, as well as the patient, as well as their patients, right? You have to be able to want, you have to be able to take that ownership and you have to want to take that ownership, right? There's a lot of senior residents out there who um, are in those positions who don't want that level of ownership, right? And it shows, it's very evident. Um, I could tell you my uh, core faculty, my attendings, we see it. Uh, and we, when we see it, we call it out because we have to, because we know that could be a recipe for a disaster if we do not. So if you're a senior resident, again, not just a senior, not the full, full last year senior, but if you're a senior resident, make sure that you understand that leadership is going to be the biggest characteristic that we're going to be looking for to seeing how well you're progressing uh, onto the new year, as well as the medical knowledge and everything else. So that's, that's the big thing, making sure you take ownership of the team, making sure your team members feel confident in your leadership, 
are ready to be led by you because if they're not ready to be led by you, then you shouldn't be leading anybody. You should be out the way and we got questions, right? So again, that's what you need to work on going into uh, your subsequent senior years, just building up that level of knowledge. Because like I said, work ethic should already be there. Medical knowledge, we're going to work on, we're going to build upon it, right? But I, but I can't, and ownership of your patient should already be there because that's what you got as an intern. But I can't take, I can't make you have ownership of your team, right? Um, I can kind of, but like not to the want, right? I, I, want, I need you to want to take ownership of your team. If you don't, problems. And last but not least, my last year senior residence, if you're in internal medicine, it's three years. Um, the advice I give you guys, right, is understand that getting to the finish line does not mean you are done, right? Getting to the end of the year does not mean your, your life is suddenly going to get better. Understand that the work continues as you progress and it actually ramps up once you become an attending. And I think a lot of times what I see in my senior residents, especially the ones who go hard the whole year, is that they, they have a level of uh, content that says like, I want to be the best. I want to be excellent. And not because um, it's going to get me good remarks or it's going to give me the job I want, right? It's because of what I want, right? So they do a lot of self-reflection. Because they understand that every day that passes is one day less in residency, is one day less in a structured environment that they're used to dealing with for the past two years. It's one day less of, you know, having to get, you know, notes co-signed and uh, follow up on attendings. Like once they realize that they're one day closer to being the attending, that level of fear kind of rises in them. And that's when it's go time right? Because you, you have this balance where you're, ju you're juggling being a senior resident, of course, leading the team and doing all of those things I talked about earlier, but you're also understanding that now you have to start juggling some, some, some new obstacles, right? Now you have to start thinking about jobs and you have to start thinking about where you're going to live for the rest of your life. You, you have to start making these types of decisions that you haven't had to make for the past two years or however many years your residency happens to be. So understanding that uh, just getting to the finish line uh, means nothing, right? Just getting to graduation is not when you can tail it off, right? Like, because as a, as a faculty, we notice when you tail off. We notice when you're just in cruise control. And if you're in cruise control, you set a, such a bad example to your underclassmen, right? That it, it, it leaves people kind of like wondering like, okay, like that's all I need. I just need to get to my third year or my last year, whatever that year is. And I'm just like going to coast it for the rest of the year um, versus the senior resident who's like, no, the same level of responsibility that I expect you to have when I was a first year medical, first year uh, resident or second year resident, I plan to have when I'm a last year resident. So, you know, you can't slack around me again. Um, I had uh, one of my res one of my uh, graduating residents. Uh, she was amazing. Uh, shout out to you, Dr. Stamper. Um, she uh, just had this internal drive in her that you couldn't tell her uh, enough, right? She's like she was just going to keep going to the fullest. Everything she did was 110%. Uh, and again, it wasn't 110% because we expected it to be 110%. It was 110% because she demanded it, right? She demanded that level of onus on herself. And, and she knew that, like, honestly, I think I don't think she'd be able to sleep at night if she gave less than 100%, right? And that's just a, such an amazing spirit because when she's doing that, people who follow her or who are behind her understand that they have no excuse 
right? If your senior residents are going that hard, if your senior residents are going 110%, um, the underclassmen have no excuse uh, to go 70. They have no excuse to go 80%, right? So if you're a graduating senior resident, uh, you know, for uh, I can tell you as one program director, you know, set the example for the rest of your class, right? Go hard, go hard, because um, it's much easier now. You know, it's much easier now because you, you've been there long enough. So, you know, the, your, your level of uh, thinking and your level of knowledge uh, as far as from a what you have to learn is much less uh, in comparison to your, your underclassmen, right? So you have to set that example. This is the level of uh, effort that I'm going to put in every single day I come here and I expect that out of you, right? And it, it, it will change your program because if you have senior residents who don't have that, that onus uh, within them, it just trickles down, right? Because your your interns will only likely only work as hard as their uh, seniors. So if your seniors aren't, you know, giving it 110%, you're never going to get that level or even close to it uh, from your uh, interns, right? So definitely as a senior resident, yes, we know, um, you know, a lot of adult uh, decisions have to be made, uh, but understand that as you're still a senior resident. You still have to go hard. I mean, you still have to make sure uh, that you you still set that that shining and beacon light uh, for all of um, the, the resident class uh, behind you. So, that being said, um, I want to wish all of uh, my new uh, resident physician colleagues uh, into this world we call medicine. Uh, it is July first, um, especially for the interns. Uh, but even if you're uh, the, the the seniors, right? So you know that the year countdown begins. Um, until another graduating class uh, comes in. Uh, so really make the, the best of it. And I, I want to, you know, give a shout out to all uh, the, the resident physicians and uh, administrative colleagues and folks in graduate medical education uh, across, uh, you know, here the world and especially the United States, um, you know, for continuing to give me the motivation uh, that continues to allow me to push and be just as happy, just as excited uh, three plus years later uh, as I was uh, three years ago when I was fresh and I was emailing, um, you know, my mentors to see what I really Am I really ready for it? Will I be ready to make that leap? And uh, thankfully, I did. And thank you for them. So you guys be blessed. Have a great day. Like I said, another solo episode. Uh, happy anniversary to yours truly as uh, the program director. And uh, there's just so many uh, things to come, um, you know, moving forward. Because like I said, I, I kind of hit uh, the what I thought was the pinnacle for me at kind of a young age so now I, I now I'm literally starting to have those decisions like what do I want to do um you know moving forward right because I got them uh, I, I don't have again just like uh you know and that, that's why Dr. Sample is one of my favorite residents like I don't have the ability to like settle so I understand that like where I'm at now I'm I can only go up right so the question is uh where do I go up from here and when do I do it maybe we'll talk about it uh next year's podcast episode uh, when we're commemorating uh, that last class. So be blessed. Have a great day. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, leave your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and share this with like 10 friends. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two 
people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv is very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.